We're open for Business Live. Good morning. It's just after nine o'clock. It's Friday. It's the 21st of December 2018, the shortest day of the year. One of my favourite days, in fact, because from today onwards, the days get longer, longer and longer. Yes, soon we will be sunbathing in the Peak District in the evening after work. Not very long to look forward to for that. Anyway, it's the last Business Live business and social enterprise radio show of the year. Thank you so much for tuning in during the course of the year we're going out on fm radio 93.2 fm and through our internet live stream and however you're listening this program will also be available as a podcast afterwards from the sheffield live website so who's on today well isaac from food hall is in the studio and we'll be talking with him in just a few minutes and then steve rimmer of tickets for good and more is also joining us on the line later on but before we meet our exciting fantastic and exceptional guests who have now a lot to live up to but they are going to be super interesting i know this already we mentioned podcasts later who was on the show last week and what did you miss if you didn't tune in well rob cole was on the show last week demonstrating that you can run a sustainable ethical business thriving and continuing to grow and create jobs and good jobs over a decade after launching he runs sheffield sustainable kitchens and it was fantastic hearing from rob about how that business has embedded social and environmental responsibility all the way through from launch through to development and growth He talked us through how he did it in the show last week. I loved talking with Rob. It was great. If you missed it, then don't panic. The podcast is up on the Sheffield Live website. And also on the show last week, artist Al Dore. He's just taken on the the gallery space, Sydney and Matilda. And exciting plans are afoot, including a party tonight. In fact, you can have a free drink on Al. He's going to really regret that he said that, isn't he? But if you register for his free party tonight, then he'll give you a free drink at the Sydney and Matilda Gallery. And if you want to find out more about what Sydney and Matilda is all about, then check out last week's podcast and listen to um, listen to Al's interview and find out about the, sh- the uh, their first show, Bethlehem Boys Club. But that was then. This is now. And we, I think we really should turn to our guests. Our first guest of the day is Isaac from food hall isaac good morning hi thanks for having me Thank, thanks so much for coming in today how are you yeah i'm well thank you good good so first of all can you describe in your own words what food hall is for folk who haven't come across it sure um food hall is a award-winning community center uh dining room and kitchen uh in sheffield city center um the aim of the project is to bring everyone together so it's creating a an accessible public space where anyone, regardless of who they are or what they have, uh, can come and share together as equals. And yeah. And you've been going, Food Hall's been going for uh, a couple of years, well, three years now. Three years yeah. now, yeah, it's going well. Yeah, and so in that time, I've noticed significant growth in the number of people uh, coming along to Food Hall. Sure. So, what sort of numbers are we talking about? Yeah, uh, it varies quite a lot. Um, we're open. Every Thursday and Friday from 10 till 3. Um, and we serve sort of, you know, it can be as many as 50 people a day. Um, we have uh, a really nice sort of regular community made up of sort of maybe 30 regular visitors or so who come sort of week in, week out, um, yeah. which is really great. 
Great stuff. Okay. And in what ways then do people come along and, and get involved from a voluntary point of view and from a sort of using the space point of view? How, how do people access the food hall? Sure. So um, one of the things we're quite keen on it is kind of blurring the division between uh, service users and, and service providers. Yeah. Um, so in, in a lot of traditional social services, but also sort of retail services, there's um, people who are using something are kept separate from people who are providing something. And there isn't a lot of interaction and there isn't much exchange of skills or experiences or, you know, communication between the two. Um, And what this does is it kind of limits people to some extent. So at Food Hall, um, visitors aren't using a service so much. They're they're joining a community that provides one, if Mm. that makes sense. So anyone who comes along can help run the project and help contribute. And anyone who contributes a project shares the same facilities and the same space and the same food as people who just want to visit. Right, yeah, absolutely. And so that blurring of boundaries Mm -hmm. means that you perhaps avoid what can be sometimes a patronising approach that some organisations maybe inadvertently fall into. Yeah, I mean, it's quite an old school way of of doing, I guess, charity would be the word. Um, And it... And it, I don't think it necessarily works all the time. Um, it's much better if you can sort of just interact with people as, as equal people, you know, as, as just sort of fellow human beings. Yes. Um, because then you're not instigating the sort of instant power dynamic that a service user and service provider division has. You know, you're not, um, you're not assuming that, say, if I'm a volunteer and, and you're a visitor that I have all the power and I have all the resources, you know, because yeah. it fails to recognise that you have things that you can offer the community and you'd be able to help me as well. Yes, quite. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm really interested in that. And I know that if we were to translate that to the world of, say, enterprise, and mm-hmm. this is a programme about social enterprises and businesses, then sometimes large businesses have this idea that if they work with or if they contract with a small social enterprise they're doing them a favor by sure. uh, giving them a contract but then they will often bully them in a <laughs> dreadful power dynamic right and actually quite a lot of the time the large corporates can learn an enormous a lot about sort of lean working and agility and flexibility and creativity from the small partner and and they end up gaining loads sure. of knowledge from yeah. it as well so i think and i can on a human to human level yes the the idea of um someone coming in and sort of i should be grateful for um the fact that you are helping me it's right. almost like mr micawber or it's it's kind of like, or um dickensian isn't yeah. it can i have some more gruel type <laughs> <thing>? <laughs> yeah well we're not yeah not much gruel going on no gruel. so we're all good <laughs> yeah and you're doing some stuff over Christmas, aren't you? Yeah, we're yeah. going to be open on Christmas Day. Um, yeah. We've um, this will be the third time we've done it. Uh, we're running what we're calling Public Christmas. Yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. I think I've been sort of there's been a, a sort of crack team of, of our sort of volunteers and community members who are working on it, and we've all been working pretty hard. But I think it's going to be really fun. Really? Yeah. Okay. Tell me more. What's what's going to be happening? Well, we're going to have loads of food. Yeah, we'll probably have some music and have lots of games. Yeah, and it's just a space for people to come and and share together on Christmas Day, and and, and for everyone to come together. Yeah, um, there's obviously um, there's kind of a lot of existing provision for people on Christmas Day, um, and there's a lot of organisations in the city who are doing really good things um, yeah. and have really successful and 
very well-established events on Christmas Day. Um, but a lot of them are um, kind of tied to specific community groups or demographics. Yeah. Um, and that's something which we, in general, try to steer clear of. But especially at Christmas, I think, is it can be quite problematic. Um, so, for example, you know, um, if you are homeless in Sheffield on Christmas Day, there is a meal specifically for people who are homeless yeah. over Christmas, you know, in Sheffield. Um, and, you know, say if you are um, elderly, there'll be a meal for you. There's not really a meal for sort of people who don't really have anywhere else to go, mm. people who are maybe isolated, people who don't necessarily have family in the city no. or are estranged from their family, people who don't necessarily celebrate Christmas. I mean, personally, my family, we don't celebrate Christmas. So mm-hmm. it's always been a day where... I've had nothing to do right, <laughs> and, and yeah. none of my friends are around. So there's, there's nothing for, you know, so many sort of small reasons. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do is, is sort of Christmas day for, for people who want to spend Christmas day at food hall. Yes. <laughs> rather than sort of uh, Christmas day for a specific sort of a social group or demographic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so what's the atmosphere like then when, when, uh, when, you know, you've, you've done this for the last three years, yeah. what's the atmosphere like in food hall? Isn't it joyous? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's a, it's a really lovely feeling. Um, and it's a feeling which, you know, like we often have in food hall is like a genuine sense of community, which, mm-hmm. which I personally have never felt anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and I think part of what makes it so special is that it is a genuinely diverse community. Yes. And and one which is in which people are genuinely equal. Yes. Um, and so you know having that together with you know a big Christmas tree and and people running a quiz and having delicious food you know is is really wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Great. And you've been involved right from uh, early on. In yeah, I've sort of been volunteering there since pretty much since it opened uh, yeah. in December 2015. Uh, so it's it's nice sort of being able to see the project grow yeah. <laughs> the past few years and yeah i don't know growing with it <laughs> growing with it yourself yeah. that's that's interesting as well what was it about food hall that uh, captivated you then um and i think you've alluded to some of this earlier but yeah i guess it's it's quite radical in in its approach in yeah. that it's it's really really aiming to do something quite different with, with the idea of community in, in a way that a lot of organisations, I think, don't do as well. And, and it's the idea of bringing everyone together as equals and creating this sort of platform for mutual aid. Um, it's, just, it's just so appealing because, yeah. because everyone stands to benefit, right? And, yes. and personally, you know, I've, I've, some of my closest friends I've met through Food Hall. I've learned to cook at Food Hall. I've learned how to mm. fix my bike at Food Hall. I've learned how to run events how to do funding applications, how to do radio interviews, you know, yeah, things that, you know, it's all these opportunities which is afforded me and I believe that it can afford anyone as yes. a project. Um, you know, being able to sort of interact with such a diverse community and, and benefit from, from the pool knowledge and experiences of, of people who I would never, ever sort of have the chance to meet otherwise, hmm. there's something really satisfying and really, really quite fulfilling about that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely. You should give it a go. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. 
So tell me then, you mentioned funding applications. Sure. Um, so how, how does Food Hall sustain itself? Sure. So there's, there's a few kind of levels to it. So when we're open in the daytime, we run on a contribute what you can basis. Yeah. Um, the idea is that people who can afford to give money do so. And yeah. that's great because we have rent to pay, things yes. like that. People who can't afford to donate money can contribute to the community in different ways. So, for example, we have community members who uh, tend to our garden or to the plants in the space. Yeah. Community members who cook, who wash up, who um, run workshops where they share skills that they have. Um, and in that way, um, everyone can access food hall and food hall and everyone in the food hall community can, can benefit from everyone else's contribution. Yeah. Obviously, though, that, that doesn't quite cover our costs, <laughs> um, you know, because our rent isn't done on a contribute what you can basis. No, quite. Um, so we run um, sort of regular fundraisers as well. Um, yeah. On Wednesday evenings, we have plates, which are sort of community-run dinner parties. Yeah. Um, and on Friday evenings, we have lates, which are community-run music nights. Right. Yeah. Um, and both of these are done on suggested donation rather than contribute what you can, yeah. which means that they're still totally accessible. No one's turned away through lack of funds. Um, but we can sort of guarantee a higher level of donations from those able to give them. Um, on top of that, um, we hire out food hall for sort of private hire, yeah. birthday parties, things like that. Um, and we uh, do sort of external catering yes. as well. So using our community to prepare meals and you know for other people's events whatever and for those we can we can sort of charge fees um, yeah. which is sort of obviously uh, a much higher level of income yeah indeed. and then finally on top of that um we we apply for grant funding and funding bids though obviously um those are much harder to guarantee as a yes. source of income um so we uh yeah we have to sort of keep a sort of diverse income stream a diverse in- income stream in- indeed and then you're not reliant on one pot or one sure, exactly. source yeah so how successful are you at uh, applying for funding streams i mean have you have you been able to bring in some some grant funding to yeah yeah do? we're doing yeah. okay um we've received funding um from renew sheffield yeah. um from unlimited um awards for all yeah. um Sheffield Town Trust quite recently so it's yes. kind of it tends to be sort of yeah um, not hugely regular but when we do it obviously it's it's, yeah. it's a, super useful absolutely yeah, really really yeah. great brilliant and then when it comes to um, plates and lates sure. you, you, you know what's coming in uh, well you ha- it's a little bit more predictable in terms yeah. of income that you'll get on those evenings yeah um, and, and events and exactly. so on and everything sort of you know the vast majority of what we do is 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 voluntary, you yes. know. So, um, and we we rely on donated food to cook yeah. with. We rely on donated um, materials and resources and equipment a lot of the time. Um, mm. So, you know, we we keep our overheads as, as low as, as low possible. As, we can yeah. do we can do a lot with not very much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that creativity as well. I mean, that that is really powerful. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And again, it's about tapping into the skills of the community. So, yeah. Um, you know, someone might have a contact, um, say, at a timber merchant's yeah. or, you know, at a garden centre or a gardening society. And, you know, through through these connections, we can we can get donations. And to be honest, it's, do, donations is and donations from the community is really how we... Uh, I, I would say, like, that's, that's kind of a, quite an important key to yeah. being able to thrive um, with, you know, 
was relatively a very very small amount of say startup capital things like that you know you know being able to create a community but then benefit from the network that that creates you know yeah too right absolutely yeah Yeah. speaking of which we um we we're actually having a a bit of a fundraiser over the christmas period right um a good time to mention it yeah well i I thought i would just because otherwise i'd forget and then get told (laughs) off um but we've um yeah we um obviously to open over christmas day that that's going to cost us in just in terms of utilities and you know we're putting quite a lot into it um but also there's there's quite a few sort of essential repairs that um you know with winter coming it'd be really great to uh to get fixed and in in order to do that um we um we would really benefit from from donations from the community um so we've been doing like a sort of christmas fundraiser over the past month um and it's going really well but um we'd still need uh a little bit more help if it's out there <laughs> help is out there in sheffield yeah so uh, how can people donate and support you so there's an online crowdfunder yeah. uh, which is uh the email dr- the web address for that is crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash food halls christmas wish list yeah with sort of hyphens in between those four words um you can find out more on our website which is foodhallproject.org um but yeah, anything people are able to give is uh, is very much appreciated. Yes, yeah. and we will give that link out again just at the end of the uh, interview, and then we'll give it out at the end of the show today as well. Cool, after you've thanks. Gone. So uh, I'll tweet the link as well from my Twitter account, Jamie Veach on Twitter. You do not have to be a Twitter user to click a link on Twitter, so um, you can just very easily go to Twitter, look up Jamie Veach, and then you'll be able to find the link through to food hall and to uh, both the food hall website and to the crowdfunder that isaac has just given out so if you're listening but you can't write anything down right now then just uh, check out check out the twitter later and you'll be able to follow those links so isaac um you mentioned uh, catering and mm-hmm. e- events, uh, well, space hire as well, yeah. Food Hall. Um, and for the folk who don't know exactly where Food Hall is, because you mentioned at the start of the, the interview today, a city centre location, sure. but you're actually very close to the Sheffield Live Radio studio. We're right. just around the corner. Yeah. 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 We're, on, um, we're on the corner of um, Air Street and Matilda Street. Yeah. So kind of across the road from uh, Plug and Code, the nightclubs. Yeah. We've got a massive garage shutter door which yeah. is brightly painted um so kind of you know easy to walk past but quite hard to miss i think very hard to miss yeah, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and what sort of organizations have hired the space from you um, sure so we try and keep it as um as accessible as possible for different community groups yeah. um so um you know we're hired by private individuals um sort of and kind of larger organizations in the city but also small community groups we've had nhs reading reading groups um recently um star student action for refugees hosted a christmas meal for refugees in the space um we've had events with sas sheffield alcohol support service Drinkwise wise age well uh camarados um lots of kind of smaller community groups who you know they do really amazing work and and we're really keen to support them where we can uh, yeah so it's really nice to be able to work together and you know, provide a space for absolutely for what they do. Yeah, indeed. And then when it comes to outside catering, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. And again, so you're offering outside catering as a sort of service. That, sure. That's an income stream for for food hall as well. Yeah. Um, and 
do you have a sort of specific speciality when it comes to catering, outside catering? Oh, I don't know. We can make some really good tacos um, <laughs> um, and falafel. They've been really good in the past. Um, we've done um, a fair bit of festival catering before. Right. Um, no Bounds Festival, yeah. uh, the electronic music festival um, in Sheffield. Um, we've catered that for the, the for the two years it's been running, and mm. uh, and the, and that was really great. Um, yeah, we we sort of yeah we sort of work with various organisations and events, but yeah, right. if you're interested, you can look on our website and contact us through there, or you can email us at um, foodhallproject at gmail dot com. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, super. So get in touch, check out the website, find out more, email Isaac and uh, and and food hall and. Uh, They'll sort you out. So good stuff. So it sounds like it's going to be great fun next week. I yeah, hope it thanks. is. Oh, well, I, I, clearly it is going to be great fun next week. Have I'm a really good time. Um, and thank you very much for coming in and talking with us today, Isaac, about Food Hall mm. and, and all your plans. And, and congratulations, three years of uh, making a massive impact as well. In oh, the thank city. you. No, thanks for having me. No, it's been great talking with you. So I'm going to let you um, just give the um, links out if you would like to yeah, one more sure. time. The uh, First of all, the Food Hall website, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. So our website is foodhallproject.org. Yep, brilliant. And now you are on Crowdfunder at the moment as well. And uh, if you're looking for an organisation to support, and it's a good time of year to do that, um, then you can... Get involved with your time. You can get involved and you can um, put a little bit of money in if you want to. So uh, you're on Crowd Crowdfunder. Do you want to just mention the link again? Yeah, sure. So it's crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash food halls dash Christmas dash wish dash list. Brilliant. <laughs> well, Isaac, thanks so much for coming in and talking with us here on Sheffield Live today. It's been great speaking with you and all the best for a, uh, a very happy Christmas. Thank you. And we're going to play a track of music which you've chosen, um, and this is Life Aquatic Band. Do you want to mention the track and uh, say anything about it? You don't have to, we can just play it. But... No, why not? Yeah, so uh, it's a track called All Night For You by Life Aquatic Band, who are a, a brilliant local band who have played a lot of our fundraisers, a lot of the lates, um, and they're, yeah, they're big fans of Futal and have done a lot to support us. So, yeah, enjoy it. Excellent, thank you. Sheffield Live. Made in Sheffield. Made by you. This is Business Live, Sheffield Live's weekly business and social enterprise programme with me, Jamie Veach. We broadcast every Friday, 9 through to 10, 93.2 FM and through our internet live stream. And we're always interested in hearing from you. So if you're running a business or a social enterprise, and if you'd like to get in touch and put yourself forward to be on the show, then drop me a line, email jamie at sheffieldlive.org, send a text to 07904 272 200. Find me, Jamie Veach, on Twitter. Find Sheffield Live on Twitter as well. And we're booking guests for Fridays in January, February and March next year. So get in touch, put yourself forward. Tell us why you love what you do or why it's so interesting, innovative or different. And you might find yourself in front of a microphone. We don't bite. We love talking with interesting people. So drop us a text. Now, earlier on today, we've been talking with Isaac from Food Hall, and we've been talking about Food Hall's Christmas. If you've only just tuned in and you've missed that, then don't panic. The podcast will be up on the Sheffield Live website from later on today. But next up on Sheffield Live, 
We're going to be talking with Steve Rimmer, returning guest. But before we do that, I think it's time to play a bit of Beth Gibbons and Rustin Mann. This is Business Live, Sheffield Live's weekly business and social enterprise programme with me, Jamie Veach. And joining me now on the line is Steve Rimmer. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Cheers. Much appreciated. Good. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us again. It's a return visit to the radio for you. Um, you're, you're, uh, you've been a guest on the show a, a couple of times this year. It's always interesting to speak with you, Steve. And I wanted to ask you about uh, latest that uh, you're up to with uh, various products. You, you've spoken in the past about uh, some, some, some of the many interesting products uh, projects you're you're up to, including gig buddies, tickets for good, and more. So, where are you? How how are things going? Well, uh, right now I'm actually uh, over in Netherwich, <laughs> just by the uh, near the Abbeydale Picture House. Yeah. And uh, thanks so much for having me on the show again. It's always great to be uh, to be on the show and talk through some of the developments um, with our work. And yeah, right now at the moment we're coming up to the end of the uh, the second year of Tickets for Good. Yeah. And with Tickets for Good, we're just about to hit. Uh, 20,000 tickets processed, and we've got over 10,000 people on the platform now. So that's really starting to come together. Uh, we're based out of the Abbeydale Picture House uh, over on Abbeydale Road, so we've kind of settled our HQ and base there, which is great. And now we're growing the team, and we've got a number of people working with us in there. And we're based in the same office as the Party for the People team, as well as CADS. Yeah. So that's been great. And uh, yeah, we've just been pushing forward on our, our mission, really, which is to make events more charitable and inclusive through ticketing. And we're doing that through building charity donations into the booking fees uh, automatically uh, and at the checkouts. And we're really starting to move forward now with our um, the partnerships uh, with charities, local charities, um, to work together with them to build in donations on their behalf when they're running charity events or working with people on charity fundraisers. So recently we worked with the Sage Green Fingers on, on their event. Yeah. And um, coming up, actually, we're going to be working with the Lord Mayor, uh, Majid, on the New Year's Eve fundraiser, uh-huh. uh, which is happening at the Plug. So that's a fantastic event to be involved with. And uh, actually, if, if people watch watch this space in terms of Tickets for Good, we'll be re- releasing a special announcement and video um, later today around lunchtime. Special announcement and a video later today. Right, okay, so that'll be up. Will it on the Tickets for Good website and on your social media? Absolutely, that's yeah. it, yeah. Okay, grand, exciting stuff. So loads going on there. And you just mentioned two major milestones on Tickets for Good as well in terms of uh, number of users and events um, on the platform. Pretty big, pretty significant. Um, great uh, great to see the impact that you're having as well. And, and with with numbers, with quantity, comes uh, an exponential increase in that impact that you're, you're talking about as well, presumably. Absolutely, yes, that's it. So um, our model is to build in 10% of our revenues is automatically donated standard within the booking fees. And actually, more recently, we've even been able to take that up to um, 50% in some cases when we're working specifically with charities yes. and charitable fundraisers. So that can really uh, significantly increase the amount that we're able to donate and uh, we also have our charity of the month so uh, for November and December the charity of the month was the Unity Gym project 
which was actually uh, nominated by the Lord Mayor uh, a couple of months ago alongside yeah. Sheffield Flourish and the uh, Sheffield Women's Counselling Service, uh, which are also the featured charities for the New Year's Eve event coming up. Um, so that's been great. And also, just um, I should say, as, as part of that, this year we, we launched, uh, we, we set up and launched the, the Ticket Bank program, yes. um, which is essentially like a digital food bank for tickets. Um, in that we've created a secure chain of custody system for event organisers who have spare tickets, unused tickets, or would just want to donate tickets um, to the local community uh, to distribute those tickets uh, to charities and community groups in a secure way. Um, and then they then pass them on to the people that they support to attend the events for free. Um, yes. So this year we're going to hit 500 tickets donated. Uh, we've actually had over a thousand tickets um, given to us, but we 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 actually count the the number of tickets that have been donated directly as our kind of success measure. Um, and yeah, we've we're, we've got over 80 charities on the platform locally, and that's that's growing pretty much on a weekly basis. We've got more charities and community groups signing up to receive free tickets. It's it's a free service uh, for both event organisers and for the charities. And we bring in uh, our revenues from audience, specific audience development support to the event organisers. And um, already we've worked with Off the Shelf Festival on that locally. Yes, brilliant. So, uh, so there's a huge appetite from uh, local organisations to, to work with you on that. And, and what a brilliant idea. And, and just going back, you, you use the phrase chain of custody. So people know that the tickets that they want to reach people who would not otherwise have access to events get to where they want them to get to rather than sort of being sold at profits on secondary markets or whatever as, as well so it's well thought through in terms of the model and how, how you operate and the, and the process as well absolutely and i think that's really what we wanted to do is make sure that seeing all of the press around the some of the issues around the secondary markets, such as profiteering and reselling, and we really wanted to kind of see how we could um, kind of crack that model. And we really took inspiration from the food bank, which is uh, the food bank model where you have to be uh, referred in by a social or health worker. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was our inspiration in, in terms of the, with the ticket bank, you need to be referred in by a charity or, or community partner who would draw down the tickets on your behalf. Um, for someone that's been a reg- is a registered service user of the charity, so that's our chain of custody there. So that we know that, firstly, the, the tickets have gone to a specific charity or community organisation as our charity partner, and then they've been distributed to someone in need. Who the consistent factor we found is people who are on low incomes, but it's also people from different beneficiary groups, such as refugees and asylum seekers, people on disability, people with mental health issues, yes. and a whole range of other. Um, groups that we've supported so far across across Sheffield and further afield. Yes, yeah, fantastic. In, and again, in, immense impact, tremendous impact there. Um, and we talked also um, last time you were on, and we've alluded to this at the start of our call today, but perhaps you can elaborate further for us, if, if you could, please, Steve, about um, Gig Buddies. Um, tell, tell us more about the Gig Buddies project. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. Well, um, over the past year, we've been thinking about, as well as providing tickets uh, in, and the, the route to access the events, how can we actually support the access directly to events and how can we work with charity partners to help them to support the people that they're working with to access events? Because we found that it's good. The first step is to organise free tickets and free access, but the second step is to actually help people to attend 
Um, so we've, we actually found um, an amazing project that's, that's based in Brighton called the Gig Buddies. And what Gig Buddies does is it essentially creates a volunteer network. <coughs> excuse me. It creates a volunteer network um, for people who want to go to gigs, but they essentially step in for the carers that are unable to attend the events. In, mo in most cases, these are employed carers or personal assistants that have to finish by a certain time, usually around 9 p.m.-ish. Yeah. So these pe people are able to volunteer to step in and uh, take over the role of the, of the carer for people with non-severe um, learning disabilities and other uh, requirements to actually go to the event with them. So the Gig Buddies program is actually now operational in, in 10 locations across the UK, and we've been selected as, we applied and then were selected um, to bring the project to Sheffield. Um, so we're doing that in partnership with the Party for the People Foundation and secured some funding, a small amount of funding from the Awards for All, a big lottery fund. And we're, going to be, we're actually in, in the pre-launch stage at the moment for Gig Buddies. So we've organised a partnership with a number of organisations, including Disability Sheffield, um, to help bring together um, people who are trained in, in supporting people with disabilities, but also um, Voluntary Action Sheffield to bring in uh, people who want to volunteer. And anyone can get involved to, um, to be involved in the Gig Buddies programme and, and volunteer to go to an event with someone who needs a bit of extra support. Um, and we would then provide them the free tickets to, to do that. So it's a win-win. We're able to give free tickets to the individual um, beneficiary and also free tickets to the volunteer. So that's the Geek Buddies Sheffield project, yeah. which is going to be launching in um, launching in the new year. In the we've actually put an ad, uh, there's, there's been an advert in the Now Then magazine just this, this just this month with some more information. Yeah. Grand, super, so exciting stuff there, and again, impactful, well thought through as well. And uh, where do you find the time and energy, Steve? Because um, what an enormous amount of, uh, of, of uh, again, I, I return to the phrase well thought through, because this isn't sort of um, the silly fool syndrome of busyness. This is getting a lot done in a, uh, a well-planned, well-considered way. What's your advice for other social entrepreneurs, other people running community enterprises, running businesses? Because, well, I have to return to the question, how do you find the energy? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jamie. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I think, number one, it's a case of um, work, working hard and, and putting the time in. There's a, there's a podcast that I like to listen to regularly called uh, This Week in Startups, and the, the host there always talks about doing the work. And I think that's such a, an apt phrase. And I think that um, it's a case of just getting up every day and, and continuing to um, push forward and try and um, keep doing what you're doing and having um, some focus and just being committed, really. But I think in, in most part, it's about having a great team and having people that support you, um, both in business and in, in your personal life. Um, I've got an amazing wife who supports me behind the scenes and friends, but we've also got an amazing team in the office. So um, that's really what, what helps us to move everything forward that we're doing. But I think it's, it's generally a, a commitment and um, commitment to the cause. But I think overriding that is our social mission. It's, it's more than just a business. What we're doing is has a social mission and a social benefit. And our values are around improving the industry, but also improving the, the local community around us. So I think yes. that really helps to drive things forward. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, great. Okay, so uh, so so it's about um, 
assembling and appreciating the uh, network of support in, in uh, professional and personal life. It's, it's about simply getting on and doing. And yeah, I love the phrase doing, doing the work. That makes absolute sense. Um, and it's about those values being um, real and um, uh, if you cut you in half, they're there, aren't they? They're sort of right embedded, baked in, if you, if you like. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, okay, grand, yeah. super. Yeah. Yeah. We're open for Business Live. This is Business Live, our weekly business and social enterprise program. Steve Rimmer is back. Hi again, Steve. Hello, Jamie. Hi. Hi. Uh, afraid we got cut off, but you were right in the middle of telling us about some of your plans for 2019. So exciting things afoot. Yes, absolutely. Sorry about the uh, technical hits there. Um, yeah, next year we've got some amazing uh, partnerships uh, lined up uh, as part of the uh, pre-accelerator with the WIRA program through Telefonica. Yes. Uh, we've been supported to really kind of move forward some of the charity partnerships and also ticket partnerships with them um, that we've been trialling and piloting over over the course of this year. So there's going to be some exciting announcements through that. Uh, we're also taking part in the Collider support programme, which is Sheffield-based, yes. and um, over at Barker's Pool, but also looking forward to moving with them over to the Newcastle House uh, hub space as well, which seems like an amazing opportunity as well. Um, for us, it's, it's really about where do we take the next steps towards scale. So yes. we're in the process of uh, applying for funding, uh, investment, and also uh, to support our ticket bank program to really scale up the amount of tickets that we can sell, but more importantly, the amount of donations that we can raise for our charity partners. And then we're also looking to increase the amount of tickets that we can give to people in need so increasing the number of ticket donors, we're always looking for more people to work with on that. We've got some new partnerships in play locally and further afield. Uh, and we're also um, uh, increasing the amount of charitable partners we have on on the platform. So yes. we're actively looking for new charities and community partners to be able to give free tickets to as well. And just finally, we're, we're launching um, the next stage of our research program. We've been doing research this year into the impact on mental health and well-being that events can have. So we've been working with a clinical psychologist and researcher um, called uh, Lifecycle Limited to yeah. do that. Uh, we're also going to be expanding that, and we're looking for the researchers to get involved, and we're talking to the universities as well about that. So that's going to be a really interesting scientific uh, overview of the work that we've been doing around increasing access to events and how that can idea, uh, hopefully prove to in improve mental health and well-being through doing that for people who are often excluded. Yes, indeed. And that's going to collate and collect an evidence base from what you've said as well in terms of that research. Absolutely, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, brilliant. OK, I'm really glad that uh, we're able to get you back on the radio to conclude the interview because there's clearly ever such a lot going on, which uh, I'm, I'm so glad you've been able to tell us about, Steve. So thank you for taking the time today. Um, and uh, people can find out more through the websites um, and social media as well. Of our tickets for good, there'll be an announcement uh, about noon today. Do you want to give out websites, calls to action as well? You mentioned local charities and larger charities getting involved in terms of ticketing as well. Um, what do you want people to do who are listening? What, what's the biggest thing that you want people to do right away and which website do you want to direct them to <laughs> social media? Absolutely. So I'd say number one, um, 
search for Tickets for Good and look at ticketsforgood.co.uk. Um, we're actively looking for uh, more event partners to work with to help us raise more money for charity, but also give more tickets to charities through our Ticket Bank program. And also, I'd suggest people check out the latest version of Now Then magazine and look for the article, uh, the advert around Gig Buddy Sheffield, because that's a really exciting project that people can get involved with straight away. Right, fantastic. Well, Steve Rimmer, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Check out those links. I will tweet them out as well. Steve, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Jamie. And you've been... Much appreciated. Cheers. Business and Social Enterprise Programme with me, Jamie Veach. This was our last programme of the year, so thank you for tuning in to our live shows on FM radio and online, to our podcasts, however you get your listening. Thank you for doing so. Thank you to all our guests for taking the time to speak with us, share their knowledge, expertise, wisdom, experiences, challenges overcome, and so on during the course of the year. And thank you, an enormous thank you to Sheffield Live and particularly to Sangeeta, sound engineer, looking after us every week. We couldn't do it without you. And um, we'll be back on air. Um, on Friday the 11th of January so tune in then and it is Christmas I do wish you a very merry and happy festive season I know that uh, it can be a challenging time for many people as well and I know and I heard with horror the uh, awful statistics that the ONS put out earlier this week about the number of homeless people who have died in the UK And we've talked last week about supporting Roundabout, Sheffield Youth Homeless Project and um, Cathedral Archer Project if you want to support people. You've heard today about Food Hall and the uh, incredible stuff that they're doing. So we've met some really interesting social enterprises. We met the, um, the Real Junk Food Project earlier in the year. They're looking for support at the moment as, as well. And Steve, our guest today, has mentioned Sheffield Flourish. They're an organisation that I think does some great work. So... Um, um, My thoughts are with you if it's a tough time of year and if you're someone listening and you want to help people and you don't necessarily know where to start, then perhaps start with one of the fantastic impactful organisations here in Sheffield doing such great work like Food Hall, work with Tickets for Good for example check out real junk food roundabout and more right that is it for the year we'll be back on the 11th of january thank you again for being a listener to the program thank you all our guests thank you again sangeeta and next up on shepherd live the fantastic folk music program thank goodness it's folk from 10 through to noon so enjoy that we'll play out with a little bit of the duke spirit this is the step and the walk Sheffield Live. Made in Sheffield. Made by you.